DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He's the author of numerous books on the spiritual teaching of St. Ignatius of Loyola, as well as the teachings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, including The Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, The Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, the book on which this series is based. A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome back, Father Gallagher. Thanks once more, Chris. I am so happy that we have the opportunity to be able to really break open a very important part of our Eucharistic celebration, and that is the profession of the faith, of our faith. Right, yes. And this is another part of the Mass for which I'm very grateful to Venerable Bruno because he has proposed a way of praying it that um, I think really once heard, you'll never forget. Well, let's introduce it by going through a dialogue which we have from a document entitled Acts of the Martyrdom of St. Justin and His Companion Saints. This is from the uh, second century in the church. We're in the year 165. Marcus Aurelius is the emperor of Rome, and the church is undergoing severe persecution. Uh, The practice of the Christian faith is forbidden under pain of death. And the future St. Justin, so now Justin and his companions, have been brought before the Roman prefect Rusticus. And the following dialogue takes place as the document chronicles. So the prefect Rusticus says to Justin, who is speaking in his own name and in the name of his companions, Above all, have faith in the gods and obey the emperor. So that's what it, what is at issue. You need to give your worship and your allegiance to the, uh, from the Christian perspective, what these these pagan gods, and to obey in this way the emperor. So Justin answers, we cannot be accused or condemned for obeying the commands of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So Rusticus uh, asks, what system of teaching do you profess? And Justin answers, I have tried to learn about every system. He was a philosopher and a learned man, but I have accepted the true doctrines of the Christians, though these are not approved by those who are held fast by error. So Rusticus continues in the conversation, are those doctrines approved by you, wretch that you are? And Justin answers, "Uh, yes, for I follow them with their correct teaching. And let's keep in mind that This is not just a serene, peaceful dialogue. They know, the prefect and Justin and his companions know that their lives depend on their answers. Whether they will die or whether they will will give in uh, to the demand of the prefect. So Justin says, yes, I follow them with their correct teaching. And Rusticus answers, what sort of teaching is that? And then Justin explains in very summary form, the Christian faith. Worship the God of the Christians. We hold him to be from the beginning, the one creator and maker of the whole creation of things seen and unseen. You can hear a kind of creed and embryo there. So he is expressing uh, the faith of our Christian creed. We worship also the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was foretold by the prophets 
as the future herald of salvation for the human race and the teacher of distinguished disciples. And then more personally, for myself, since I am a human being, I consider that what I say is insignificant in comparison with this infinite Godhead. I acknowledge the existence of prophetic power, for the one I have just spoken of as the Son of God was the subject of prophecy. Finally, I know that the prophets were inspired from above when they spoke of his coming among men. So Rusticus now moves more toward the point. You are a Christian then? Justin answers, yes, I am a Christian. Rusticus then says, you are called a learned man and think you know what is true teaching. Listen, if you were scourged and beheaded, are you convinced that you would go up to heaven? Justin answers, I hope that I shall enter God's house if I suffer in that way. For I know that God's favor is stored up until the end of the whole world for all who have lived good lives. Rusticus stays with the, the, this question, do you have an idea that you will go up to heaven to receive some suitable reward? And then Justin expresses his faith. It is not an idea that I have. It is something I know well and hold to be most certain. Well, at this point, Rusticus just loses patience with these theological niceties and discussions and says, now let us come to the point at issue, which is necessary and urgent. Gather around then and with one accord, offer sacrifice to the gods, renounce your Christianity. And Justin says, no one who is right thinking stoops from true worship to false worship. Rusticus, if you do not do as you are commanded, you will be tortured without mercy. And Justin now replies, we hope to suffer torment for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ and so be saved. For this will bring us salvation and confidence as we stand before the more terrible and universal judgment seat of our Lord and Savior. And then Justin's companions also speak uh, in the same way. Do what you will. We are Christians. We do not offer sacrifice to idols. Rusticus then uh, passed a sentence, and their martyrdom follows. So the account concludes, they were beheaded and so fulfilled their witness of martyrdom in confessing their faith in the Savior. And as I said, we know them today as St. Justin, Martyr, and Companions. When we say the creed at Mass, how do we say it? What's in our hearts? And Venerable Bruno says this, at the profession of faith, the creed, I will seek the sentiments and the hearts of the martyrs. So, when we stand, let us stand for the profession of faith. I believe in one God. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come and all the other truths that we profess when we say the creed. Ask for what filled the hearts of Justin and his companions and all the other martyrs down through the centuries who laid their lives on the line, on their line to profess that faith. That's the grace that we're asking for. And you know, I said, Chris, as I began this, that once I read this in Venerable Bruno, and it was in praying the Liturgy of the Hours because that dialogue is found on the Feast of St. Justin in the Liturgy of the Hours. 
And I made the link between that dialogue and what Venerable Bruno is proposing to us here. It's changed the way that I say the creed. Uh, It's no longer a a fairly lengthy prayer to say and kind of uh, recite together with the others. But somewhere in your consciousness is, um, would I have the grace to pray this the way the uh, Justin and his companions did? And you find yourself asking for it, hoping to receive that grace from God that in whatever circumstance you might ever have to profess that faith, that we'd be able to do it with the heart and the sentiments of these heroic men and women who have gone before us. So that's Venerable Bruno's proposal to us as a space of the heart to pray this, the creed when, um, at this point in the Mass when we stand to profess our faith. Father Gallagher, the way that this is brought forward for us through the the witness of the martyrs, it can also be said, can it, that for us, we may not be called to the type of witness that the martyrs were called to, that having to proclaim before society, but the feeling to embrace that comes maybe from the sufferings that we may have to endure daily in our lives. For someone who is going through a tremendous illness, this and concern and worry and maybe even possible doubt to once again profess this faith. I know a, a man who went through a terrible cancer scare in particular, and his family was so concerned and so anxious, but he is one who professes his faith all the time. And when he says this, he says it with such passion that it was a great light to all of those around him to be calm. It's okay. This is who we are. This is what we believe. This is, it's one of the greatest gifts we have that have been passed down by the church, isn't it? Yes. You know, it's always been classic in the church's understanding that there are many different forms of martyrdom. You know, there is the form that uh, actual physical martyrdom and giving of one's life, as we see with Justin and his companions. But there are other forms of martyrdom as well, many of them quiet and daily, sometimes uh, prolonged struggles, as you've uh, mentioned, with health, or there may be sufferings in the family or various things that we undergo in various ways. And at times, too, we may be called upon to have a certain courage in being faithful to our faith in and the culture is pulling in a different direction. So there can be a variety of ways in which various forms of martyrdom can touch upon our lives, some dramatic and some just very ordinary and daily, but very real. And to be able to profess our faith with the heart of a martyr in those circumstances uh, is a beautiful thing. That's a lovely illustration that you've given in the life of this man. It's, um, you know, in Viktor Frankl's classic book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, as we know his story, he was uh, a psychiatrist who was in Auschwitz and some of the other concentration camps during the war. And uh, just observed what happened, and out of that developed this, this um, logotherapy, he called it, which is when we can, find, we, we can deal with anything when we find meaning in it. Uh, it's things that just have no meaning that will undo us. But even great suffering, uh, look at exactly what we've seen with Justin and his companions. 
where there is where something has meaning, uh, our capacity to to face it and to carry it faithfully uh, is enormously strengthened. And that's this is the deepest meaning. Faith and the creed summarizes it. When we have face whatever the struggles may be with that kind of meaning, then we're going to have the courage we need. We'll return to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Discerning Hearts presents a very special first-time retreat with Father Timothy Gallagher entitled Hope in Difficult Times with St. Therese of Lisieux and her family. Are you challenged by the daily struggles in your life? Have your plans for your life changed in ways you never expected? Are you fearful for the future of children, family members, and other loved ones as you see them struggle? Has your trust and faith in God been shaken by illnesses or even the death of loved ones? This retreat is for those who are looking for hope in difficult times. The in-person retreat will be taking place at the beautiful St. Benedict Center in Schuyler, Nebraska, with daily spiritual conferences, time for personal prayer, daily Mass, opportunities for confession, and daily holy hours will all be available to you and set in the backdrop of the beautiful, quiet atmosphere of the St. Benedict Center in Schuyler, Nebraska. And for those who can't make it in person, we've just recently added a live webinar option, which will feature all of Father Gallagher's conference talks. The retreat will be taking place between April 7th and the 10th. To learn more about the in-person and webinar opportunity, visit discerninghearts.com. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness, you gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ your Son, a lively hope, and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the church. Father, Hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We now return to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. Yeah, it's a very, and I say this in all reverence, but it's a very dramatic moment when you really gaze upon it in the liturgy of the Eucharist. I mean, particularly this aspect of it, that you've come to church, you enter into the penitential rite, you've just gone through that, you are gazing upon your sinfulness or experiencing it and you and you give it over then there's this beautiful moment of the gloria where there's praise given in such a beautiful crescendo of joy ideally with a community then there's this this time of entering into the word where you actually are experiencing the word of god the the true experience of god and then we we are seated and we're receiving 
you know, morph in a homily that is hopefully breaking it open for us. And then as you said, now we stand. We are standing up. And after all of what we just experienced, now we're bearing witness, not only to the community, but to the world around us. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And it's the fact that we're standing during that moment. It's not unlike what Justin did, is it? Well, that's a lovely way of uh, expressing exactly what Venerable Bruno is proposing. The link between the courage of the martyrs in professing their faith and how we pray it uh, each time we're at Mass, it's very real. Uh, that is the way to pray it. Um, I believe, you know, uh, we profess our faith. And yeah, that's the grace that we ask for uh, as we do it. And it does come uh, not by chance at this part of the Mass, because having been nourished by the Word, this is the time now that uh, we stand and profess our faith which bridges us then into the liturgy of the Eucharist that's going to follow immediately after. Mm. So as we've been doing, let's turn now from reflection to prayer. And ask of the Lord the grace of a heart like that of St. Justin and his companions, something of a sharing in that grace. And then slowly pray the profession of faith, as we say it in Mass. And as you do it, just pause briefly at each truth that you find yourself expressing. Let the meaning of that truth fill your heart and renew your faith and your commitment to it. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. I believe in you, God the Father, God my Father, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in you as creator of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ. I believe in you, Jesus the Christ and my Lord, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. I believe that you, Jesus, are true God. Begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him, all things were made for us men and for our salvation. I believe that you are my Savior. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate. I believe in your incarnation of the Virgin Mary. I believe that you took flesh through Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. I believe that you died for our salvation and rose again on the third day. 
I believe in your resurrection from the dead, in power and glory. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe in your ascension, that you were taken up to heaven. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I believe in your second coming at the end of time. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. I believe in you, God, the Holy Spirit, paraclete, gift of God, living fountain, fire, love, spiritual anointing. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I believe that you founded the Catholic Church, the spouse of the Lamb, our Mother. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the grace and power of baptism, of my baptism. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. I believe in eternal life. You've been listening to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. To obtain the book on which this series is based, A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, The Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, visit EWTN.com, the website for the publisher, EWTN Publishing. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this program has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our mission of bringing free spiritual formation material to the world. But most of all, we hope you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher.